there is a tiny crack in his current relationship. There's something that's missing just a little bit. And I'll tell you what that is. He's 21. He's 21 years old. At 21, I didn't. I, <sighs> I'm done. I can't. Dear Shandy. Welcome back to Dear Shandy, listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. We are in the living room today. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling? Feeling good. Feeling happy. Your, your sweater is giving me good. Is it a sweater? It, it's a sweater-ish. What else would it be? I'm not good at naming women's clothing. You articles. could either call this a sweater or a pullover. I call. I would call it a top, just to be safe. <laughs> <laughs> good one-size-fits-all term. Mm-hmm. But also- anyway, it's very, it's very nice. Very, very. Uh, it reminds me of of. Rainbow Ices, which I was very fond of as a child. Rainbow Ices. Yeah. I was usually just into cherry myself, but I well, respect rain, the rainbow. Rainbow like had cherry and then the other things to complement the cherry, like the blue, which I'm still not sure what blue was. I think it was blue raspberry, but that's still, that's questionable. Yeah, I think it was just blue. <laughs> just blue. Yeah. <laughs> the flavor I was blue. a fan of blue flavored things, though. Blue flavored things when I was a kid were far and away the best. Wow. Always went for blue. Far and away the best. Mm-hmm. Do you feel ready to answer? I'm, our... I'm ready. Bring it. <laughs> okay. Bring it on. Let's begin. This first question is from Alice. Dear Shandy, a question I've been wondering and would be interested in knowing your thoughts for the podcast. Do you believe there is such a thing as text chemistry? The first time we're talking to people through a dating app is through texting, and the way the other person writes their text can change the way I feel about them. But should it? For example, I like to write out you and full sentences, but the other person may like to use abbreviations like you with the letter and shorter slash casual sentences. People's stylistic writing choice is something I notice while texting, and it borderline bothers me when someone texts very differently. I can become less interested in someone without even meeting simply due to the way he texts. Should the difference in writing be a sign that people may not be mentally similar? Of note, I had a previous partner who, when I first started texting him, he would write out full words and sentences. But then later, after we were in a committed relationship, his texting style changed to be more casual (laughs) and to use more abbreviations. This change was something I noticed, and after the change, I mildly didn't enjoy texting him as much as before. (laughs) I'm laughing because I know exactly what Uh, she means. Yep. I couldn't help but wonder, A, why his texting style changed, and B, if my first impression of him would have been different had he texted me that way at the start. Interested in what you think, Alice. Alice is one of our people. She's such a dear Shandy listener. She's a Shandy. I will say this. The first few texts, the first salvos, if you will. I would think more than few. Well, the first... I think first, like, The first few weeks. Maybe months. Yeah, I'm not saying the first, like, two or three. I'm saying the first, like, you know, yeah, sure, month (laughs) of texting. At least. Okay. Depends how intense the courtship is. Okay. But my point is that is the courtship period. And the text should be... Very well thought out, and I think you know, attempting to court mm-hmm. from both sides. Yeah, and if your opening shots fired are like you or you're <laughs> doing anything to 
day. Tonight. Tonight with an N I two. Two. Number two and yeah, I was trying. I, I realized that just because I was saying it in a way that I knew what it was meant didn't mean that people knew what I was talking about. Yeah, but the people who listen to this podcast know what right. you mean. They know what I mean. You know what I'm talking it's about. It's clear what camp we fall in. Yes. Which is the so, using, which is using writing full out words you. and just thinking about your words for more than a half of a second. Mm-hmm. But my point is, is that the most important time of courtship is the beginning. And at that time, if the only way you're communicating is via text, or at least 90% of the way you're communicating, that should be well thought out and like you should be trying to court. Her question was, do you think it can change a perception? We both say yes. And also, but, my, but, my point of that was that it can only go downhill from there. Because as she said, she's met, you know, people who are like all eloquent and then suddenly like a few months later, they're like, you know, you you good. And, you know, I it's mean, like gets I, less. You go down. You don't go up in eloquence and text. I, yeah, it's tricky because I understand the going down of formality using punctuation. Like we will text each other far more casually than we did in the beginning. Like sure. our texts were like perfectly composed. In courtship. The yes, courtship. But... You still write you, and so do I. Like Y-O-U, yeah. Yeah. You have two camps. You have, on the one extreme, purely functional. Yes. Like using numbers and single letters. And then on the other side, you have like thought and effort put into every single communication. Like You don't have to be at that extreme. Mm -hmm. But if you start at this end... Yes. Where are you going to be in six months? Like, what's going to be happening with that communication? Well, I Is guess it going it, to get worse? It's not possible to get worse. <laughs> right. So you're basically, there's you're starting at zero and you're going to end at maybe less than zero. So I think that's, that's my number one point. I have several points. Yes. But yes, the answer is absolutely yes. You can make an assessment based on the texting style of someone. And if you have incompatible forms of texting communication, I think there's a very decent shot that you're incompatible in other ways. However, and, and then I will let you proceed with your, your thoughts. I did have an interjection, but I'll let you Oh, continue. do you want to interject no, first? No, no, no. I Just, want you to say what you're going to say. Um, on the flip side, and I have experienced this, there are many instances in my experience, and I'm sure elsewhere, where there is an enormous connection over text. Like, it's yes. like, wow, this is my soulmate. This is my person. This is what I was going to say. I'm glad and, you're saying it. Yeah. Okay. That was the interjection? Or that yeah, was just my, another thought? Yeah. yeah fin- but then, and thought. then you meet in person and the person's, a, and they're a basket case. They don't have any ability to communicate in person. They only have the ability to sit in front of the phone or computer, think about what they're going to say, craft it, and then send it. But when it comes to interpersonal skills in real world situations, they're not good mm-hmm. or at least not good for you yeah and well, that and that's a situation where you are compatible on text and incompatible in life but i will say that if you're incompatible in text there's a very good chance you're incompatible in life that's my opinion. i i comp- you just took all the words out of my mouth i really do think that this is these two circles one is compatibility with texting right. which is specific mm-hmm. like i understand that someone could write out their texts in the way that I respect and appreciate, but then there still just isn't that banter. They don't, they're not good texters. And then there's this other circle, which is people that you are compatible with in real life. And you're looking for those two circles to intersect and you're aiming for that little spot in between, Mm -hmm. but it exists. It does exist. Yeah. If you're not compatible on text, there's a very small chance you're going to be compatible in life. 
if you are compatible in text, there's still a decent chance you're going to be incompatible in life, but you've got a fighting chance. Yes, completely agree on all fronts. Yeah. You took the words out of my mouth. And, and just one final point. If your texting style is that of a 12-year-old, yes. maybe the person you're looking for and that, you know, is also has the texting style of a 12-year-old. So it's irrelevant. You're you're compatible in the sense that your texting is, is pathetic and sad. <laughs> Both of you so don't both care. Both of you are shitty texters. Yeah, both of you suck at texting, and you don't care. And it's not—it's not a variable in your existence. Therefore, the texting is irrelevant in that case. So she said, "Should the difference in writing be a sign that people may not be mentally similar?" Yes, but she said, "I couldn't help but wonder: a, why his texting style changed because he became more comfortable." Oh casual. yeah, that's that's that's, that's not obvious. rocket science. It's because yeah, he yeah. became more comfortable. He doesn't have to like. Put on his best he show was, every he day. He was courting her. He's courting her. Yeah, he I was writing that. out you. Yeah, you can't put in a effort every day for the rest of your life. You know, uh, a mean, a effort slowly goes. You know, it becomes a different kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm just never going to be one of those people that spells you with a single U. But that's not. I'm talking about like really like crafty and clever and like well-written text yeah i'm not saying that that's yeah. extreme i'm just saying as the relationship progresses you're going to slowly get to more functional to the point texting is you're not going to be trying to make a point yeah. anymore yeah. And, and i recently on instagram showed a text exchange between us and i think it showed a yeah. certain level of casualness yeah, I mean, there's still the love, yeah. but it's more functional. It's like, what do you want? Yeah. <laughs> I can get this for you. <laughs> Tell me. In, the, in this case, it was dessert. Yes, a very important topic. Okay, and B, if my first impression of him would have been different had he texted me that way at the start, I think so. I've borderline written off people because of their texting stuff. Put before. in the effort. Put yeah. in the effort. Yeah. And if you're not a good writer, spend an extra two minutes writing the text. All right. Do you think we answered this one? I think we did. I'm curious to know if the Shandies, for the most part, agree with us. I feel like they will, based agree. on who I think the people who listen to this podcast are, but I could be way off base. They're going to agree. Maybe people would be like, get over yourself. Writing you with a U is more convenient. Okay. But then find someone else who likes people who write text with the letter U. Yeah. Which is, should not be difficult, no, by the way. No, it won't be difficult. <laughs> so no problem. All right. Moving on. This next question is from Impatiently Waiting. Dear Shandy, whenever I hear other women on this podcast and other relationship podcasts, how dare you listen to other yeah. relationship podcasts? Yeah, what? Are there other relationship podcasts? <laughs> no, she's lying. Oh, okay. Share that the guy they are dating tells them they, quote, just aren't looking for a relationship right now. I tend to roll my eyes and think he's just not that into you. Now, I am having a hard time accepting that reality for myself. Can it be true that a man can be not quite ready, but have full intention to get there? I am 29 years old, living in New Orleans. I have had a few two to three year long relationships, a slew of three to four month long relationships, and a generous number of one night stands. I like that. That's a very yeah. colorful 20s. That's I like a good rundown. It. Yes. I'm into it. Along the way, I have broken some hearts and last year had mine completely shattered. Mm. After that happened, I changed my life. I now work out regularly, eat well, no longer drink so much alcohol. I am sadly a binge drinker, but what can I say? I'm from New Orleans <laughs> <laughs> and have shifted my focus towards positivity and personal growth. I really am quite happy and I am falling in love again. 
I have been dating a 36-year-old man for the past five months who had just ended an engagement three months prior to us meeting on Hinge. Three months. Ooh. He, like myself, has a fulfilling slash secure career and a relaxed nature. We share similar outlooks on all important things, religion, politics, money, family relationships, how to spend free time, life goals, etc. He practices Buddhism and Taoism. He is an exceptional communicator and he brings out the very best in me. We have checked in twice on where our relationship stands, once at about two months in and again now at four months, but it seems as though not much has changed. In February, he told me he needed time to get to a place where he could be ready for a relationship again. Though at that point I was ready to commit, I accepted his hesitancy because I know I cannot fully understand what he went through. From what he tells me, and he tells me a lot, it seemed like a pretty mutual breakup. By the end of their one and a half year relationship, she was a different person and her immature slash destructive behavior drove them apart. His side of the story, but okay. Right. <laughs> you always have to take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. He assures me that he has no regrets or wishes that things had worked out with her, but he is still very hurt and grieves the loss of her six-year-old daughter in his life. Hmm. Despite this, our relationship has continued to progress. We text constantly. We hang out once or twice weekly, stimulated equally by both of us. I like that, stimulated. <laughs> we have amazing sex, and we are both open and willing to be vulnerable with each other. He brings me gifts that show he is thinking of me. He reassures me that he likes me very much, and he frequently plans things for the future. For example... We have a beach trip booked for the end of summer. In every way, it feels like we are in a committed relationship. When we have discussed this, he tells me he just can't wrap his head around the idea of being in a committed relationship so soon. He, quote, wants to feel single longer, unquote. When I ask if there's anyone else in the picture, he says that there is no one else that could make him want to move in that direction. Though I have not gotten a clear answer as to if he is still going on dates with other people, he implies that he is not. I do think he is still active on multiple dating apps. And then she has her questions underlined in point form. How long is reasonable to give him to figure this out? Do I stay while I give him that time or is that letting him have his cake and eat it too? Instead, do I need to completely separate myself from him until he can maybe be ready or am I simply ignoring the obvious that he is just not that into me? One last question. Andy, if your divorce with your first wife occurred later in your life. My wife? <laughs> apparently you were married and got divorced. I think she means engagement. Oh, <laughs> it's like, how does she know? I've kept that a secret. No, I have not been divorced. But yes, okay. I did break off an engagement. Yes. So, well, okay. Andy, if your broken engagement occurred later in your life and you met Charlene only three months later. Would you still have been ready for her or do you think you may have taken things slower? Much love to you both, mm. impatiently waiting. Let's go in order with this. So first, how long is reasonable to give him to figure this out? Three and, months. Well, they've already been seeing each other for five months. It's too long. <sighs> impatiently waiting. Uh this is one of those emails that kind of twists your heart a bit because she's not doing anything wrong and no. she's right to be understanding of him. But at the same time, you know where she is. 
She's in the gray zone. Or, Dangerous spot. Yeah, where someone who is not fully committing to you is causing you to it's, have uh, blinders on. Oof. Bad. Watch out. Tread carefully. Are we going to officially make that? Uh, the gray zone? Yeah, it's, not, yeah, it's officially called the gray zone. Yeah, how so do we formalize dear that? Dear Shandy do terminology. We, do we have like a banner? <laughs> gray zone? I do think we'll have some sort of a glossary. Yeah. So that's, in the future, we can just say gray zone and not have to re-describe what it is. Right. Because it's not necessarily the friend zone. It's, it's not. The gray zone. It's the gray zone. Between gray and love is the gray. Wait, between <laughs> friend and love is the gray. <laughs> between gray and love is another category. We'll think it's another that. shade yeah, of gray. That's not what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> the grayer A, a lighter shade of gray. Yeah. <laughs> Impatiently waiting, I implore you to act as single as he's acting. Mm. Why does he... This is having his cake and he, eating it too. By putting all her eggs in his basket... While he does who knows what. He implies that he's not going on dates with other people. She thinks he's still active on multiple dating apps. It sounds like she doesn't really know what he's doing. But what's the point of him wanting to, quote, stay single longer if he's not doing those things? Yeah. So impatiently waiting, I hope that you are also doing those things. It's not totally clear by this email, but she is in a shade of gray zone. She is. No question. And the three months that he spent before he met her was not nearly enough time oh, to okay. be single. Okay. So so he already, like the, the, the relationship started on the wrong foot because this guy is making it clear, put it this way, if the relationship started and he was like head over heels and like in love with her and never showed any straying whatsoever, yeah. then of course that's fine. That's a different story, but it's not the case. Yeah. He clearly wants to still be single and three months... Is nothing. No, and that was that was three months before he met her. Impatiently waiting, and now they've been dating, not exclusively for five months, which means that he's technically been quote single for eight, for months. eight months. Right. I mean, it's not enough. Well, I think it could be enough for the for the right person. If for a, a different person with a different personality and different needs and different desires for singledom. I think one month could be enough time. You just got out of engagement. I know, but I'm saying that someone else maybe really wanted that engagement, wanted the marriage Everybody's and like was different. actively looking. Yes, everyone is different. And so it's hard to say, although you, okay, so you answer that question now. If you had met me three months, you were the same age, we're the same age, but you met me three months after you ended you and Margie ended your engagement. So in other words, I ended I ended my engagement three months before we actually met before in real time. Met. Yeah, before okay. you and I met. I would have been totally as psyched, if not more psyched, to have met you. However, if we had met three months after my engagement actually ended at the age I actually yeah. was when it ended, I would not have been ready. I would have needed years to I'm, be ready. I was ready to date everybody in the city. Because you were what, 31, 32? I was 31. You know, there's two parallel paths of timing is everything. Mm -hmm. First is timing is everything, like the engagement, how much time you want to be single, how much you want to sow your wild oats, that sure. timing path. Yep. And then the other timeline of age. Because... When we met, you were 42. We've said this before. Mm -hmm. If you had ended your engagement three months before and we were the exact same age that we met, I think that, yes, I think you would have... Fine. You would have been fine. More than fine. Because at 42, you had already done plenty. I had done all that. I was ready to go. This guy's clearly not ready. He couldn't have made it any clearer to her. 
He has said it in many ways, you know, with his actions and his words. Now, she... No, but his actions are... That's the thing. It's kind of tricky because she's she's good at describing all the ways in which he's wonderful. Yeah. It sounds like his actions are saying, well, the actions we know about. We don't know what he's doing. This is the thing that I was going to say, and I don't like to say this. But no, I'm, you should say it. We're I'm here to tell the judgments, truth. But he's either the most sincere, honest person on earth, or he's a bit of a liar. And I have to lean towards the second thing. Because... So you think he's lying about something? He's on the dating sites. He's well, dating she, other women. She thinks the, the fact that he's not that he's saying he wants to be single yet he's not dating other women doesn't add up to me. Doesn't add up. I agree because I feel like he's wonderful in all the ways except when it comes to talking about anything specific in term that could lead to a conversation about commitment, which is shady as yeah. fuck. It doesn't add up. It is. It, I agree. It doesn't add up. He wants to be single. He's indicated to her that he's not ready to commit. He even said, he I want to be single, be single longer. He yeah, wasn't but he's, even, not, he's not lying about that. But he's, what, is, what is being single if you're not dating other people? He's, like, I he's can say I'm single. Yeah. I'm single too. He's like, fl- what does it mean? We can only assume he's going on dates with other people. He's going on dates. Which is his prerogative, but... He may be having a full relationship. How often do they see each other? Did she mention it? How often are they seeing each other? Are they seeing each other like three, four, five times a week? Or are they seeing each other once a week? She did not say that. My guess but is But she also... Go ahead. No, say what you're going to say. My guess is they're seeing each other infrequently, is my guess. Oh, interesting. The nature of the seeing is something that everybody who writes in has to include. Yeah. Are you living together? Are you not living together? How many nights are you seeing each other? How many days are you seeing each other a week? It's funny. I never really took that into account until... I knew you and we started talking to my girlfriends about their dating stories and we started mm-hmm. doing this podcast. You would always, that was like top three questions you would ask. Yeah. How many dates do you have a week? Are they sleepovers? How many evenings, nights are you spending with this person? How many nights a week does your partner send you a good night text or do you say good night to each other? You're all about the good night text. Yeah. It's very interesting. What are they doing if they're not saying good night? Who <laughs> <laughs> oh, knows? Oh, impatiently waiting. I feel like we're not giving you what you want to hear to this. But although maybe you, what you do want to hear is that he's simply not that into you. I'll tell you what she needs to hear is what? that she's got to take the reins. Yes. I don't, I'm not going to go as far as saying ghost this guy. That's just ridiculous mm-hmm. at this point. But you have to make it clear that you're not going to play this game. Yeah. They've had two conversations at this point. She said one at two months in and again at four months in and nothing has changed impatiently waiting for your own sake act single mm-hmm. you can continue to date him sure but, but take the blinders off step clearly out of the gray zone and into another zone which is which will be the shade that is charcoal <laughs> the charcoal zone <laughs> where your blinders are off and you're giving other candidates the consideration or make it even simpler just give what you get from him that's what that's all we're saying. Yeah. We're not saying cut it off because no. it sounds like he is lovely in many ways. Sure. But he's not committing to you when you've made it clear you want commitment. So have act, your cake and eat it too because well. I can promise you that he is enjoying his cake and eating it too. By the yes. way, a phrase that to this day I have no idea what that means. I know what it means, <laughs> but it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, but it's so catchy. I think what they mean is 
you can't purchase your cake and eat it too. Even that doesn't make sense, but I think that's what they're saying. You either get to eat the cake or you get to pick the cake. Doesn't make sense, but everyone knows what it means. Does it come from the Marie Antoinette quote, let them eat cake? I don't think so. Oh, am I just <laughs> trying to? I mean, hard? maybe. I don't, I don't know the history of the, the, that, that quote, but I can tell you that someone explained it to me once, and it was that you cannot both purchase your cake yeah. yourself and eat the cake. Why? I don't know. Oh, because when you buy a cake, it's usually for someone else? That's, that's the, that's oh, the, Oh, that's yeah. actually, that makes sense. It makes sense. Because who buys a cake for themselves? I mean, I know someone I who buys a cake for themselves. Me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should we tell the story about when I ate the entire top of our wedding cake? <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Should we actually share that? That's actually a funny yeah. story. Go ahead. Tell well, them. for anyone wondering, I think you're supposed to save your the top of your wedding cake for a year in the freezer yeah. and then you eat it on your one year anniversary. I believe that's that's how it's done. Yeah, we put it in the freezer and then I just I gradually ate it over the course of another yeah. f- few months. There was like every <laughs> night Charlene would have a plate with like a tiny little piece of a cake on sliver it. Of yeah. <laughs> and it was just like a nightly thing and eventually it was uh it was gone. What can I say? I'm not one for tradition. No, and you love cake. I love cake and it was amazing cake and it was in the freezer what did you want me to do (laughs) no i knew that that cake was in dire jeopardy (laughs) so it is what it is i put it in that tupperware with the best of intentions but that the second that first cut was made it was it was cake was doomed (laughs) it It had no idea how its life was was almost over honestly who wants a freezer burned year no one wants it yeah but um, but you you love cake. I love, and cake. I don't mean that in a derogatory way. I'm saying like specifically cake of oh, all desserts. I com- you yes. love the actual cake, not even the frosting part. No, you love the, the. I could have the, cake without the, the frosting. The, 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 what do you call it? Angel, angel. What do you call the this, cake? The spongy part of the cake. Yeah, just what's that called? Cake. Yes, cake. You love cake. <laughs> I do love cake. It's my dessert of choice. Yeah. I'm not a huge cake person. I actually think there's a lack of cake on dessert menus. There's usually some kind of like flourless chocolate, whatever, right. which is it's dense. such bullshit. It's too Who dense wants or a that? chocolate mousse cake. Oh, yeah. mousse cake. No one wants mousse in their cake. Right. Or a pie. But a not pie often is a cake. separate category. Like pie, I respect. Remember when there used to be on every menu like a traditional like chocolate cake? Yeah, I miss those days. Yeah. Because what all that I was want... that ended like early '90s, late '80s. I'm telling you that the the act the regular old chocolate cake with like you know the layer mm-hmm. in the middle. Yeah. Or of, even seven of, layer. First, it was one layer. Yeah. Then it was seven layer. Then suddenly it was, it was like mousse. mousse yeah. And then it was mel- uh, molten, molten. Yeah, now it's a molten cake. Yeah, well, no. That is. After mousse, it was flourless. And then it was yes, molten. Yes, I missed. That's what I was thinking. Flourless. <laughs> and then it was molten. Now it's molten. Now yeah. you're going to see molten on every menu, but you're not yeah. going to see you just You ask for cake. cake, you can assume it's molten. Yes. So. I, I miss a, a just traditional slice of cake. Yeah. It doesn't have to be chocolate either. Why were we talking about cake? Because you, when you buy a cake, you oh, typically buy it right. for someone else. If anyone were to buy a cake for themselves, it would be me. And I wouldn't. I mean, that's hardcore. I would buy myself cupcakes. But a full cake, that's... that's. Well, you can buy a little cake. A cake doesn't have to be a giant cake. Cake just yeah, means it's made about, of cake. There's real truth to that saying because I would sooner buy myself two cupcakes than I would a cake of similar density and size. I, I hear what you're saying. So we can agree. There's something about buying a cake for yourself that's just taking things a little too far. Yeah, that's 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 when <laughs> And that's coming from someone who ate the yeah. top of her wedding cake. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think that's where things have really taken a, a, the wrong turn in your life. And you're, you're, you've, you've gone. You just said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm buying a cake and I'm going to have it. Wow. We went off on a tangent with that. But the point is, getting back to the original point, yes. after we've concluded that having your cake and eating it is actually a good phrase, despite yes. seemingly kind of a, you know hard to understand at first. Yes. It makes total sense. Yes. You can have your cake and eat it too, uh, hopelessly searching, whatever her name is. Unrequitedly <laughs> loving. What's her name? Oh, impatiently waiting. <laughs> she can have her cake and eat it too, because he's having his cake and eating it too. And if you think he's not eating that cake, you're wrong. Yeah, and it doesn't sound like he's lying to her either. No, he's kind of being, he's kind of, I. that's another you, you, thing. You called him a liar, but I actually think he's being kind of honest. He's being he's, a player, but he's also not lying to her. There's the, the only thing more definitive than being lied to and finding out mm -hmm. is being told the truth. Yes. That is, there's nothing more definitive. When a guy's like, look, I want to be single, mm -hmm. I'm into it. It is pretty bad news. I'm going to say something that I think is probably going to sound really harsh, but I think it's the truth. If he were really 100% sure about her and not willing to lose her, he would want to make sure that she was not single. He absolutely would. And he would absolutely not tell her that he wants so to be right single. So right now what he's doing is, I think he likes her. He but he also fun. wants to see if there's something better out there because he hasn't been yes. single long enough. She has given him the green light to put her on the back yeah, burner. Yeah, she's allowing this to happen. And she has to stop that dynamic. So she said, do I need to completely separate myself from him until he can maybe be ready? I don't think completely, no. but I think act as single as he's acting. Yes, simple. Yep, fair is fair. And then am I simply ignoring the obvious that he is just not that into me? yes. Mostly, yes. At yes. the very least, he's into you, but he wants to see if there's something better out there. Is that better? Mm, is that how is yeah. he that's super into her, but also wants to see what else is out there? Yeah. It's, he's not he's that into He's not her. into her enough. Maybe she can convince him that he should be more into her. But to do that, she has to change the dynamic first. And then finally, last question. I think, Andy, you sort of answered this. Mm. If you and Margie had ended your engagement three months before you and I met, when we met, Yes, you would have committed to me. 100%. But had it happened when it actually happened, meaning when you were 31. Can't say for sure. Yeah. And I really, really like you. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right. Impatiently waiting. Yeah. I feel like you knew what we were going to say to this. Yeah. She's got her work cut out. This is her. one of those mirror questions. You knew what was coming and we're shining that. <laughs> Why do I think mirrors shine? <laughs> <laughs> i always say you sh shining we shine the mirror why do instead i instead of reflect we're reflecting yeah. or we're just holding up a mirror we're holding up a mirror and then what you already know is being reflected there nicely You're done <laughs> i got there okay i'm patiently waiting good luck you can do it you can do it i believe in you this next one is long but i chose it for you it's a longie but a goodie this next question is from Ursula. Dear Shandy, I look forward to your podcast every single Thursday. I have been struggling and dating, but your podcast helps me feel like I'm not alone. Mm. You both make me smile and laugh and have restored my optimism that Aww. although dating can be a roller coaster at times, I will be okay. Yes. I tremendously appreciate receiving the no bullshit, say it like it is advice from you both. 
thank you times a million. How nice. Oh, Ursula, thank you. Thank you, Ursula. Thank you. Good reading of the compliment. That was the first one with a compliment in it. Yeah, where are the compliments? <laughs> I am a 27-year-old female living in Kamloops, BC, Canada. I met a guy, 34, very soon to be 35, whom I went on three dates with. It was clear after the second date that we had a great connection. The date was an afternoon coffee date, but we ended up going for a very long walk, sitting and talking on the beach, and even grabbing a meal after. I didn't feel like saying goodbye to him at the end. We talked about so many different things, and I felt very comfortable and myself around him. Our sense of humor was also very compatible. We laughed at each other's jokes and had great banter. This was very refreshing, as my past dating experiences and relationships seemed to lack this. Our third date was a picnic by the lake, but the weather was not great, so I suggested continuing it in the backyard of his townhouse. He agreed and said he was thinking about asking me if it would be okay to do that. I was excited. <laughs> this is such a nice email so far. It's so cute. So Canadian. <laughs> I was excited with an exclamation mark. I was having a great time and wanted the date to keep going. He told me that his place might be, quote, a little messy with some clothes on the floor, oh, but it wouldn't yeah. be too bad, Behold, unquote. a little messy. Oh, <laughs> my place, a little messy. You can see where this is going. Yeah. I told him that I'm sure it would be fine. When we arrived, I got the tour and I immediately felt a bit overwhelmed. That overwhelm quickly grew to disgust as I saw more and more of his place. He had a room full of old furniture he said he didn't use and seemed to have no use for twin beds, multiple mattresses, and an old couch in what was supposed to be his, quote, home gym. Ah, serial killer. Or hoarder. Yeah, or both. One room's floor was dusted with what appeared to be cat litter. His oh, sink boy. was full of dirty dishes. Oh, the dear. bed was unmade, and the sheets looked like they hadn't been washed in a very long time. Well, he was, he, he warned her properly. <laughs> There were random things scattered and out of place and things on the floor, not just clothes, but cookware and boxes of baking soda and other knickknacks. Oh, my God. Good His upstairs Lord. bathroom was a disgrace. A little mountain of toothpaste leaching out of the tube. She's such a good writer. Oh, it's so vivid. Yeah. This is like a horror movie. Hair peppered all over the counter and the, the bathtub, the nastiest I had ever seen. It was black, cloaked in something, but I couldn't tell what. And it was so bad that I couldn't help making a joke about it and saying something like, wow, that tub is something else. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> exactly the right thing to say. Ursula, like, we're like Shandy's Ursula. a fan of Ursula. <laughs> big, big Ursula fan. Yeah. He defensively said it was recently cleaned. And what I saw was just his short hair from the regular trims he does before having his morning bath. I would never have a bath or even a shower in that tub. There was also no soap and not a towel in sight, so I went to the kitchen. He told me he was just using the shampoo as soap, and there was a towel, but it was hard to see. I mean, that's that's usually, you know, I've often stayed in some nice hotels, and that's usually what they say when you ask, where's the soap? They say, use the shampoo, yeah. and there is a towel, oh. but it's hard to see. <laughs> oh, like, oh, thanks. You know, that's a room, standard room service call. The worst part is that he never took his shoes off when inside the house, which I personally find repulsive. Oh, we like Ursula. Ursula, you're going to find a lot of Americans repulsive then. Yeah. I also find it hilarious that that was the thing that put her over the edge is the shoes in the house. Like the guy's in a full like serial killer I mean, level hoarding house. As and, a Canadian, I'm... But I get it. I respect that. I'm constantly amazed at how in this country people will 
be so on top of cleanliness in some ways and then just walk around their house in their shoes after being outside all day. It's the weirdest thing no, to me. No, it is weird. It's and so my, weird. Our Canadian listeners, please chime in and make me feel less weird because I've been living in this country for a while and I am still just mm. flabbergasted every time by the shoes in the house I situation. Agree. You taught me, actually. I did I was teach one you. of those. I, which is so weird because you're such a neat freak. I know. It was, I, it was, it was a blind spot. I'm so glad you taught me. I could have, that's probably why I was getting sick. It was the shoes. Probably. Think about how ridiculous that is. You're stepping, first of all, nonstop stepping in dog piss. That's like not, that's a guarantee. Almost guaranteed you're stepping in dog shit. And then all the other crap that's on the street, it's all on your shoe. And every step you take in the house, it's like. (laughs) I like the sound effects. Okay. Well, Ursula, we're on your side. I'm sure people will chime in and tell us that we're crazy, but I feel like my fellow Canadians will mm-hmm. support us. When I politely asked him if that was normal, he said he has, quote, orthotics, which is the reason he keeps them on. I'm finding his defensiveness a little... I mean, maybe he does have orthotics, but... I still can't get past the, the tub. <laughs> the tub. Yeah. I mean, like, is he dissolving bodies in that tub? Like, what's going on with that blackness? <laughs> dissolving bodies. I love that that's where you went with uh, it. That's immediately what I thought. <laughs> Anyways, I tried to look past this all during the date, and I am being honest when I say I did truly enjoy my time with him as we laughed while watching Groundhog Day. He drove me home, we kissed, and I told him how much fun I had. However, that night I did not sleep well. I tossed and turned and had dreams and thoughts about what life would be like with this guy. <laughs> Constantly disappointed with the state of the house and feeling like a nag or his mom when asking for help cleaning. About a day of thinking things over, I messaged him thanking him for all the fun times we had, but that I didn't see long-term potential and wished him the best. His reaction to my rejection was desperate, and he sounded very upset and asked for the reasons why, but then quickly mentioned how his house is usually cleaner, that he is out of practice with relationships, not having been in one for years, and the COVID loneliness kind of, quote, got him down, and he assured me that he could change and be better. Mm. I'm sad. I'm confused. Did she tell him why? That wasn't clear, but I'm guessing it must have been. His told. reaction to my rejection was desperate. He sounded very upset and asked for the reasons why, but then quickly mentioned, okay, yeah, it's unclear. It's I, possible that he was like sort of assuming that that was a reason. Yeah. And the fact that he knows it's a problem and he didn't do anything about it is even more troublesome. No, I think it's better if he knows it's a problem. What's more alarming mm. to me is if she had to say why. But it sounds like she made like a little remarks here and there and maybe he got the idea. Mm-hmm. I responded that although I thought people have the capacity to change, they have to want it truly for themselves. And I generally believe that people show you who they are, which was the reason for my hesitation. He went on to beg me for another chance and told me that his housekeepers could come twice as often. How could he? More than once a decade. <laughs> twice, once every five years. <laughs> Am I completely off my rocker with this one? I read an article somewhere that said how someone lives is an extension of themselves and seeing someone's home can tell you more about a person than several dates outside of the home. I do think there's truth to that. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on this? He has amazing qualities and we seem compatible in many ways. So I was especially disappointed by the state of his living arrangement. I live alone and take pride in keeping my place clean and tidy. However, I understand that life can make our homes messy sometimes. 
for example, working long hours, moving, etc. In talking with him, I know that he didn't have a great excuse for the state of his home because he said he had cleaned a bit beforehand. Oh dear. And I know that he has several days off between his four-day work shifts. What could living in an unclean home say about a person? Can this be improved? Do you think I was too harsh in rejecting him and need to give this more time? Or could big differences in cleanliness truly be a deal breaker? I really look forward to your advice. Sincerely, Ursula. Mm. First of all, unclean home is a, is a kind reference to this home. Yeah. Like what's going on with the black bathtub? Yeah. How was that even possible? It just sounds really scummy. It's like there was a so film. much scum. There's it's so much scum. And then there's just dirt everywhere. So the dirt attaches to the scum and then it becomes black. Other, that's the other thing. It could be dissolving bodies. You actually have had a sort of experience. I've had some of these experiences. M- multiple? Yeah. I've, a couple really stick in my mind, but I've had a few of these. My opinion is that the state of someone's living place is a very good representation of their mind. Okay. Usually. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't necessarily mean that they're a bad person no. or they couldn't be a good partner in many ways, but it it's sort of a state of a chaotic mind, a state of a mind that's not at rest. Um that's or sort not of at peace. Not at peace. There's something amiss. You can't live in a an absolute mess of a home and be completely normal. <laughs> I dated a, a girl for a little while that was very attractive. Mm-hmm. She was um, bright. She was... Uh, seemed normal. Seemed totally normal. Um, had come from a good family. And literally, to get to her bathroom, it was like a, it was like a one tiny little path you could get between like just mountains of clothing. Oh. And then the towels were on the floor. So like, I was like, can I have a towel? And she's like, yeah, you can, you can just grab the one on the floor. The towels were on the floor. Everything was on the floor. Mm. And as I started to get to know her, it made a lot of sense because the cracks started appearing. Oh, really? Yeah. I started to realize that she, her room was a good reflection of her mind. Okay, and how long, how many dates in did it take for you to realize that? I don't recall, but I'm going to say probably f- four or five dates. Okay. But that's one specific example. You know, you, I, I can't necessarily generalize, but my feeling from my experience and just sort of, you know, logically thinking about it is if someone's place, their their castle, so to speak, the place where they live, they reside, they spend most of their life, mm-hmm. is a total disaster. How is it possible that there can't be some aspects of their mind that are also broken or in disrepair? And then you have these like geniuses, like, you know, I'm sure like Einstein's apartment was a mess, but that was because he was all day, all he did yeah, was think about equations. There's a difference between messy and dirty. Yes. The filthiness, it's very concerning. Her question is, am I completely off my rocker on this one? I think it's pretty obvious, Ursula, that we are on your side. I, what? I'm just a little biased because the thought of this apartment is giving me the chills. Yeah, I know. It was pretty heebie-jeebie inducing. And her descriptive writing was so good. Notice how she 
showed us yes how awful it was she didn't tell I, us i was in i'm in his house yeah. right now i'm going through the various she rooms. described how the toothpaste was already oozing out it's of the tube a wonderful description really well written email mm, brings me to the place nonetheless i have not had this experience where i dated someone and then discovered this like i've dated guys who were messy mm-hmm. but i think there's a difference between messy and, and like horrifically filthy, filthy. yeah filthy so it's hard for me to say. I can see how that would be just such a turnoff. Like you would be just like <laughs> oh, big time desert big down time. there. <laughs> like when you see the the place, it would just well, be also like. Also, you over. think like the parts of you know your his n- naked body. Like you think of like how many of the things in this house is that body touching all day long? <laughs> that's the that's the other thing is how clean can his body be yeah. when the sheets. He's sleeping in, filthy. look like they've never been washed, and the towel, he, yeah, who not. knows where the towel is. Uh, okay, nonetheless, when I first read this email, I felt like she maybe should have given him a chance to prove her wrong. I'm curious to know if you agree with me. And I say that just because it sounds like their connection was really magical in some ways, and he at least showed an effort in trying to meet her in the middle he wasn't in denial about it he wasn't like what are you talking about my place is fine he was like let me let me show you let me and was kind of i mean she used the words desperate and beg look if he if he's willing to get a hazmat unit in there then maybe you know i I don't think a some cleaning person is going to fix this apartment so you think that this is not a matter of just general cleanliness this is a psychological thing it's a problem he can fix it but he's just polishing a turd, almost literally. <laughs> so you think she did the right thing? Does that I mean think that she, I think it was a powerful move? I, I it is think a powerful. She I have the, much admiration for her. I respect her decision making. If I was in the same situation, I made it. I may have. Um, and remember, I'm a germaphobe. Yes. I may have stalled on it. I may have been like, well, everything's so good. Maybe this is just an outlier, blah, blah. I may have given it a shot, but I agree. I think she made the confident, smart choice. And look, he has all the time in the world to fix his place. Mm -hmm. He shouldn't have to do it for her. He should do it because it's the right thing to do. Yeah, but COVID, lack of socializing. No, I'm just it's saying It's not that, like the plague. I, no, I mean, I'm not talking about COVID like you're not seeing people. I'm talking about COVID and its impact psychologically. All I'm saying is that people maybe haven't been themselves for the last year and a half the way they might have been before. For me, what I find a little more disturbing is how he's like, I cleaned the tub recently. It's like... No. that's uh, There's just such a disconnect on what you think someone else could be convinced is clean. Like, does he I don't think, think it looks he clean? knows what clean is? That's the problem. I think he's used to living like a pig. <sighs> and I don't think that's going to change. I think what's going to happen is, is he might, as I said, polish this turd real nice. And it might be acceptable. She might, look, his version of polishing is probably, she's probably going to be like, Ugh, this is barely passable, but I'll take it. Yeah. The problem is, is six months, one year, two years, three years down the road when it's too late to turn back and say, oh, your apartment is messy. I'm breaking up with you. She's going to have to suddenly live with a guy who thinks that clean is a serial killer bathtub. (laughs) It's not good. So do we have a a response for Ursula? I I applaud her. I think that there is plenty of time in this life for him to change his ways and for her to give him a second shot. But right now, I think she made the power move 
And I do not think, based on the condition of his apartment, this is something that she has the capacity to deal with or should have the capacity to deal with at this stage. Let's see if he can change things. Let's see if this was just a COVID, a momentary COVID lapse of reason. There's time. She should keep one little toe in the water. Oh, just keep her tabs on him. Yeah, just keep tabs on him. But she made the right move. She did it early because if she does it six months, a year down the road, it gets real weird. But she's like, what do you, after all this, you're going to leave me because my apartment's dirty? Yeah. It gets real difficult. She did the right thing. And she still has an option. Look, the guy's obviously desperate to be with her. She has it if she wants it. Let's see if he can improve. Let's see if he goes out of his way. Even well, it sounds if it's like not it's ended. For her. It's ended. I know, but but she always can revisit. She can say, hey, what's up? Got any photos of your bathtub? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I have a little more empathy slash sympathy for the guy. Just because... I think that when you're on living on your own, you can sort of start to, you can get warped on what normal is. He's 36. He's 34. You're right. He's a little too old okay, to be 34. using that as an At excuse. 24, I give this guy a pass. Full pass. Yeah. Not, uh, you know, three quarters full pass. At 34, I do not give him a pass. What I appreciate about this entire situation is it sounds like he realized that the reason he missed out on her and dating her is because of that. And therefore, it gives him the. Yes, that's what I'm saying. The light bulb moment to change. Let's see if he changes. Yeah. She has the ability to find out if he's changed. Yeah. But she did the right thing. All right. I, I have no second thoughts about it. The guy sounds like a good. He's got a lot of good qualities, but he's got one really bad one. And that's not one you want to live with for the rest of your life. Yeah, I'm a little more in the gray area on this just because if you find something so magical with someone and then they are telling you that to give them a chance and that they can change. But remember, she doesn't know. She hasn't known him nearly long enough to see how the physical manifestations of his apartment uh, reflect in his mental state. No, you're right. She doesn't know him. And And as Chris Rock said, in the first three months of the relationship, you're dating the person's representative. Yeah. And... She's well in the first three months. He's giving her the best she's ever going to see of this guy. And she has not seen the things yet that reflect why his apartment is the way it is. Okay, you've convinced me. You've convinced me. Sorry, look, he sounds like a good guy. I'm sure he's a good person aside from dissolving bodies in his bathtub. Like who hasn't (laughs) done, you know, it happens. But she did the right thing. You pulled me over to your side on this one. Because when I first read this email, I was like, oh... Maybe he deserves a, mm-hmm. a chance to prove her wrong. But I have to admit, you've made some very compelling points. I think I've been pulled over to your side. So, Ursula, are we saying that she did She did the, the right, right thing. thing? Ursula, you are not completely off your rocker no, with this one. she's not. Shandy She's approves. fully on her rocker. Yeah, you're fully on your rocker, maybe too much. She's uh, most, the most solidly on a rocker that I've seen from a question in a long yeah. time. You're as solidly on a rocker as one can be on a unstable She's basically surface. strapped into the rocker. <laughs> yeah, she's ready to go like Mach 7 on that rocker. She's not falling off. I'd like an update. I would like, I would update like to too. know what that apartment looks like in three months. If, no, don't go out of your way. You're acting like they're still talking. I, I know they're not talking, but if there is an opportunity to get some photos of that bathtub before and after, Shandy would, would appreciate that. I do think the best gift she gave to him in this scenario is letting him know why. Yeah. Because I bet you, it's sort of like 
when someone has bad breath or like chronically bad breath yeah like hideous breath. like ha- halitosis bad breath yeah. how if you don't tell them they're just not gonna know yeah and i mean who wants to be the person to tell them i know i don't in mm-hmm. this case i'm sure this has happened before where women see his place and they just ghost him and he doesn't know why yeah exactly yeah. so now he knows let's see if he changes his behavior if yeah. he doesn't then you know who he is power move by ursula <sighs> ursula shandy not respects playing games. you not ursula. playing games ursula Moving oh. on. This next question is from Josh. Josh <laughs> with, with an I at the end or just Josh? Josh. Just Josh. It's a wow. It's a male. It's, it's a man Shandy. person. Yeah, a man person. <laughs> Very exciting day. Yeah. Hello. I am a new listener and I absolutely love y'all's rapport and ah, insight. A southern gentleman. Another southerner. I hope my question situation provides some quality content advice for tons of listeners. Dear Shandy, I like the intro. High aspirations. (laughs) 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 This better be good. (laughs) Dear Shandy, I'm 21 years old and from Texas, as well as all the other concerned parties in my situation. Mm. I'm currently in a year and a half long relationship as well as my senior year of undergrad. We're exclusive and semi-committed towards our future together. No red flags or even reasons to feel like it should end, but I cannot get someone out of my mind whom we'll call C. I met C in driver's ed all the way back in high school. Hmm. Oh, driver's ed romance. Those are hot. (laughs) And immediately knew she was someone who would keep my attention beautiful, intelligent, etc. We began to go to movies, hang out, all the high school works. Ha ha. (laughs) However, went to different schools and ended up just friends. Dated someone else in high school, which ended just before I went to university. But C was a problem for that ex. Me keeping in contact with C while with this ex made her uncomfortable and jealous. Coming into university, I made it a point to enjoy singleness for a year and see how I as an individual could thrive. As we all know, relationships are two different people bringing different and unique things to the table. But I see C across the quad. She came to the same university. Uh (laughs) My first semester, me and C hung out almost every day, joined the same artistic club, long boarded all the college works. Ha ha. Is that a thing now? Longboarding? Is that like a skateboard that's long? I'm more hung up on the high school works, college works thing. Oh, let's just accept it. (laughs) (laughs) It's something. I would leave her apartment at 3 a.m. on average after cooking, having drinks, watching shows, all while not sleeping together and even keeping it friendly, with heads inches apart on the couch whilst watching a movie. She kisses me, and in short, we stop seeing each other due to me trying to stay single. Stupid. Hmm. Fast forward a couple of years filled with pretty frequent texting and reunions to catch up and talk about life. She's now dating a guy who, I'll admit, I tried with every fiber of my being to try and find on social media or online school databases. No luck, haha. Regardless, they are not exactly calling themselves a couple, but dating exclusively. Side note, it may be my narcissism showing, but this guy looks exactly like me, haha. Regardless, I am in my second semi-long-term relationship, I explained in the beginning, but I even drafted a letter for C, filled to the brim with explanations of how I have not stopped thinking and dreaming about her while not expecting any reciprocation from C. 
a way to cast a line but purposely not manning the pole to not trouble the waters of both mine and her current relationships. Now, this guy's this guy's in a couple of heavy creative writing classes at college. <laughs> really tearing into a lot of adjectives and adverbs and not manning the pole currently. to trouble the waters. Yeah, all this stuff. It's like he's sort of writing like poetry. He's taking a poetry class. I bet you anything he's taking a poetry class. My question I liked, by the way, one of my favorite classes in college was poetry. My question is, do I tell her how I feel? Do I ask her on a date in hopes that this is the relationship that's been the one that stared me in the face for six years with the underlying risk of possibly tainting my current happy, stable and committed relationship? I understand the psychology of how our minds perceive negative over positive, wanting what you don't have over what you do. I'm glad he said that Mm -hmm. because that's what Mm -hmm. it sounds like. Grass is always greener. An assumption that I have is that I am only, in frank math, two-tenths the way through my entire life. Tons of dating ahead. Why not go for it while I have time? Why not once and for all either let go or grab hold of the one I don't want to get away? Any advice or insight would be so appreciated. And again, love you both. What I find interesting is that I feel like he's talking about being only two-tenths of the way through his life with tons of dating ahead, but then why not go for it? I don't know. I feel like there's a weird sort of dichotomy of I being like, I have tons of time. I want to date a lot. And then also, but she's the one. He, he's a little confused there. But that's, I'm going to disregard that, those semantics. Yeah. He answered his own question with his, first of all, his assessment that he's going to live to 110. He answered his own question. <laughs> yeah. He's only 21. Of course he should find out what's going on with this girl. He's 21. He's going to think about this for the rest of his life if he doesn't do it. And the fact that he it's bothering him this much means that there is a tiny crack in his current relationship. There's something that's missing just a little bit. And I'll tell you what that is. He's 21. He's 21 years old. At 21, I didn't... I, I'm done. I can't. Then it becomes, I think, a question of ethics. Like yes. he has his girlfriend. That's the issue. Yeah, he has his girlfriend, his stable, committed relationship... And C has her own relationship. This is what I'm going to say. And I, and I have yet to say this in a Q&A or in anything. You in think he should still do it? I think he should do the wrong ethical thing. And I hate to say it, but I'm saying that because he's 21. If he was 35 and writing in with the same question, I would say just let it go. Everyone has some lingering person that they feel like got away or they never consummated just let it go you have a good thing stick with it he's 21 years old he's been thinking about this girl for six years i have a slightly different okay i respect that well it's just interesting how he his girlfriend of a year and a half didn't even get a letter name in this email i don't know her name i i I forgot she she even existed i forgot she she existed exactly he needs to end this point. relationship. Okay. It's all about C. He's just like, yeah, it's a good relationship. No reason to end it. But you're talking about this other girl who you've known for six years as possibly the one and you're losing sleep thinking about her. Don't waste the, your girlfriend's time. I agree with you. That's the nice thing to do. Well, but it's also it's- a big risk. He can potentially have his cake and eat it too. Like yeah, but Ursula. That's, that's not... It's wrong. Because he didn't give his girlfriend a name, we're going to call her A. Yes. A I will call C. her the girl who will future, in the future be cheated on with C. <laughs> by C. By, wait. <laughs> by Josh the, with yeah. C. 
Yeah, the, the the girl formerly known as the girl who isn't about to be cheated on with her boyfriend with C. That was almost right. It was that still really wrong. rolled off the tongue. Yeah, it wasn't good. And we're gonna call her A. A. I just think that A can do better. And if he kind of got out of his own head, he he's he sounds kind of he sounds a little arrogant. Like he sort of has his girlfriend on the on the back burner while he sort of figures out if C reciprocates and then he's going to break up with his girlfriend. He and his girlfriend shouldn't be together. I, I think arrogance is a little unfair moniker. I think that he's very young and very inexperienced. And I don't even think he realizes how he is in relationships. I think that what's happening is he thinks... He's at twenty one. I, I honestly twenty one. So it's almost like it, he's a different species. It has to keep coming back. <laughs> I like I like this guy. I think he's he's got a, I, I sense a real maturity. I, he seems like he's got a good sense of humor. Well, he's a good he, writer. Uh, but I, I I also think that he should just own the fact that he clearly wants to play and have what he doesn't now have. Someone's going to get suddenly. C is a lot more appealing now that she's in another relationship. That's the thing. Someone's going to get hurt here. Chances are this relationship he has with A is going to end at some point. <laughs> A. <laughs> yeah. A is going to be is going to be B. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but you know what I'm you know what I'm saying. And since that's the case, might as well just pull the plug sooner than later and pursue something with C. Or pursue something with someone who does excite you in a way that C. C does, you or, know. I, I think who's that, C? You just go with C. Well, go for C. Maybe she is still with her boyfriend happily, but or then date because clearly this is on his mind. I guarantee you. Okay, this is choose your own adventure. Mm. He picks the chapter, sends C the the letter. Okay, or the email yeah. that he drafted. He writes C is like I've been thinking about you all this time. I miss you. She feels the same way reciprocates they both break up their respective relationships date for a while he's gonna lose interest in her because he's not at the point in his life where he appreciates what he has when he has it he didn't appreciate c when he had her Mm -hmm. or when he could have her yeah and now he's dating a doesn't appreciate her thinking about c i think it's really really important to get a handle on that that flaw in your mental makeup Mm -hmm. sooner than later because I know men in their 40s who still fucking do this shit. Yeah. I know I sound really harsh. He's only 21. I've All been exposed to men like that. And therefore, that's why I'm being as harsh as I am right now. I get it. I, again, he's 21. Let's just remember <laughs> that. Okay. okay. I want to keep reading. That's the mantra here. Okay. He's 21. Yeah. But he's still an he adult. has to learn. And I agree with you and me that the best way for him to learn is going to be to pursue C. And that could be in his relationship unethically, mm-hmm. which at 21, I almost endorse. I don't even, at that age, yeah, it doesn't matter. I know what you're you're, everyone's going to get hurt I eventually. know what you're saying because you feel like the relationships don't really count. It doesn't last. It doesn't count. It's like yeah, play. It's like you, a trainer relationship. Yeah, but I bet you to A, of this course, relationship counts. But A is going to get hurt at some point anyway. You can tell it. The writing's on the wall. So either unethically or ethically pursue C. It's your choice, um, it's y'all's choice, <laughs> but understand that when you do this, you have to own and sleep 
in that bed you have made and learned from it. That's my point. And again, he's 21. 21. 21. <laughs> I mean, it is really young. So your advice is either ethically or unethically. Pursue C, unethically or ethically, your choice. I agree that he has to pursue C because I think that will be a learning experience mm-hmm. unto itself. It must be done. It is his destiny. Uh, Josh, I strongly suggest, strongly suggest that you break up with A before you pursue C because then you learn. That's a learning experience unto itself too. You learn what it's like if C doesn't reciprocate, then you you can notice whether or not suddenly A, suddenly you miss her a lot now that C was never an option and you no longer have her. And also... Don't underestimate the damage something like this can do on a 21-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's going to be hurt. That's what I'm saying. She's going to be hurt no matter what in this situation, assuming she thinks this is as stable and committed as she thinks it is. Him reaching out to another woman and him just leaving her suddenly for someone else who she's known that he has known for six years can do deep, irreparable damage to someone. It can affect her self-esteem, her fragile 21-year-old self-esteem. It just makes me really angry, honestly. You can go after C, and I actually really think he should, because Mm -hmm. that, like I said, will be a huge life lesson no matter what, whether he gets C or doesn't. But I don't think it should be at the cost of A's self-esteem. I agree. And I think that he can answer the question for himself by putting himself in this situation. Are you willing... Yeah, be... Put yourself in A's shoes. Put yourself in A's shoes, but also put yourself in your shoes and ask yourself, are you willing to lose your current relationship to roll the dice on C? Is it worth it? Yes. And if it is, it's done. Break up and pursue C. If you don't know the answer to that question, it's more of a quandary. Then you have to either be an adult and say, you know what? I can't have everything I want. Mm Mm-hmm. Or you have to be a 21-year-old and cheat on your girlfriend. But who am I to judge? For me, it's not just cheating. That's why I'm as being as harsh as I am about him. He's already and, cheating, by the way. Yeah, emotionally. He's already cheating. But what makes this worse is it's not like some girl he met at a coffee shop or at his new job. It's a girl who has been around for the entirety of his relationship and who I guarantee you... A has had some jealousy or weird feelings mm-hmm, about, has mm-hmm. had some intuition about. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he downplayed it, was like, oh, we're just friends. It's fine. I mm-hmm. guarantee you all of this oh, has happened yeah. because oh, I yeah. was also 21 once. Yeah. And therefore, I don't think I was ever the 21. worst thing you can do to anyone is make them feel like their intuition is invalid or wrong when it's not. Yeah. I'm getting kind of upset about this one. Do you have more of a heart for Josh? He's only 21, blah, blah, blah. Listen to Andy, Josh, which is ask yourself if the mere possibility with C, the rolling of the dice is worth losing A for. And if it's a yes, this is a no brainer. I think it's a no brainer no matter what. He has to go after C and ethically end it with A. I I will just tell a personal anecdote from when I was exactly 21. Okay. And... I had a, a wonderful, it was my first girlfriend. She was wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Not a, not one single bad word to say about her. And she went away 
Um, she graduated. Okay. So she was a year old. So does it sound very like <laughs> she went away? She, she, she went away. They took her away. <laughs> um, uh, so she was away, and there was a girl I had had my eye on for quite some time. Okay. And when she was away, I did. I consider to be to this day the worst thing I ever did. Okay. As a man in a relationship. Okay. I I pursued this girl. Yeah. And I broke the girl's heart. You broke your you broke your girlfriend's heart. Broke her heart. She found viciously. out viciously. She found. She, I told her. Okay. She was devastated. I felt terrible, but I will say this: it unplugged the the pipe. Not not that's. I'm not making that out. It's not. It's not dirty. <laughs> it it did it did kind of unplug that as well. But it it unplugged the the life that I my life was stuck in this relationship and this was not the relationship for me yeah I look back on it it's like hilarious that I would have I actually was thinking about marrying this yeah, girl I was like I think you, this is yeah. it it's hilarious to think mm-hmm. that but I needed this act of infidelity and I did it wrong I did it the wrong way I was a jerk and I still to this day regret how I did that mm-hmm. I was 21 again yeah. I was 21 but it got me out I never stayed with that girl you know, that girl lasted for a while and I moved on with my life. Oh, the life, girl that it, you cheated on yeah, your girlfriend with. Enough. Of course okay. I didn't say, obviously I'm with you, but it didn't even <laughs> no, last that long. No, but I mean, long. it wasn't a real thing. It was a real thing for a while, okay. but it ended. Okay. And it ended when I was very young. So, mm-hmm. and I moved on, but that got me going forward again. That got me going on with my yeah. life. I did it the wrong way, but I was 21. I was yeah. learning how to do things. It was a bad thing I did. But what I'm saying is, is that sometimes these relationships, when you're really young, need to end and sometimes they need to end in a way where people no, are getting need, really hurt. No, I agree. They they need a catalyst. Question. The girl that you had an eye on, did your girlfriend like did you have a relationship with her? Like what was the relationship between them? Did she I don't know that quite you... remember, but I've a, as I recall there was some suspicions that there was something going on. Oh, interesting. But regardless, it's I now all I am ancient very history. Yeah. happy and guilty mm-hmm. that I did what I did. Yeah. Um, and I think he needs to do, as I said, one of the two. This relationship, because he has such a wandering eye for this girl, is going to end. I know it. It is. Yeah. It's going, it's to, going end. to end with A, one way or another. Yes. The question is, do you do it in a way where you really, 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 really hurt someone in ways that you may not even know? Yeah. Or do you do it in a way where... You hurt them, but they recover in, in decent time. And, and as, as Rudyard Kipling once said, is that if a man can wager his entire life savings on a single game of pitch and toss, mm-hmm. that was a game that I guess they played back then yeah. in the 1800s, and lose yeah. and never speak a word of it, then he is a true man. And that's what this guy um josh josh <laughs> not as poetic as that 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 quote but josh needs to roll the dice on c he's 21 he do has it. many years to mess around and figure out things do it save a the eventual heartbreak and see what happens well, with he's c. gonna break her heart no matter what but it's just you can do it in a less damaging way and i'm not on my high horse about this you know i've cheated too i've a 21 Oh, my God. I know. So Charlene oh, at 21, you do not no. want to date 21 year old Charlene. <laughs> Actually, at 21, I was hopelessly in love. It was no, later that's true. on that I that's cheated. True. I cheated at 19 and then later in my 20s. Nice. <laughs> mm. 
<laughs> so it's not like I'm Bravo. on my high horse about things here. But, yeah. But I, I, it's for me, it's the mm-hmm. fact that C has been on his radar for so long in a way that I highly doubt A does not know about mm-hmm. her. And I think that mm-hmm. it kind of makes things a little dirtier and more hurtful and damaging. Yeah. But... It, they're 21. I, I think that in the in the long run, this will all be funny anecdotes that maybe they reminisce about on a podcast one day. Mm-hmm. If there are even podcasts in that day, who knows what the next thing will I know, be? It's so true. Yeah, podcasts will be like a oh, podcast. Yeah, podcasts will be like cassettes. Be- okay, do you think we answered this one? We did. We did. Josh, choose wisely. Roll them bones. Roll them bones. all right i think we can wrap there Mm -hmm. thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of dear shandy if you enjoyed what you heard today you can keep dear shandy in business by liking subscribing hitting the notification bell telling your friends leaving us itunes reviews and ratings and generally doing all the things you would do to keep a little podcast like ours in business business (laughs) and on that note i think we can wrap let's do it thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of dear shandy and we shall see you next time bye dear shandy